0: How are musicians like us who don't live in LA or Nashville, don't have rock star parents and are willing to play and grow our careers from our own money in a new way without publishing deals or recording contracts, choosing instead to follow a vision we believe in, earning a lifelong income from music through building relationships and intentional strategy, yet still remaining in love with the music industry? That is a magic question, and this podcast will discuss answers. No music, no life. Hey guys, welcome to No Music, No Life. Uh, it's, it's Will. Just wanted to touch today on a lot of the myths uh, that are in the music industry, and uh, I suppose nowadays they call it when you're in the business of anything, it's about curiosity, gain the attention, um, and there's so much ambiguity. I'd probably be better to call it that. You want to find out more, you know. They they use the hook in the sales to find out more. And as much as we want to be smart and as much as we want to uh, judge that positive or negative, the human brain just, the subconscious part needs a hook because the conscious part is just so busy with, with distraction. And one of the things I've noticed is, is in when you're doing business, and a lot of the businesses we do, or my, say myself I've done, it's been based around, well that's a good thing to do and that'll make a good income but when you're doing something creative which may be more natural to your persona and something that is classed as quite difficult to make a long-term income you find yourself getting uh that your brain will go to can be hooked by yeah, you know, sort of inner desire and music Uh, is quite a large uh, inner desire, especially for myself and I think even for those who practice it regularly and those who, you know, are little weekend warriors. And uh, I've noticed even recently uh, using hooks like um, have a music career because of social media. And the really interesting thing is that even some of the biggest... uh, Well... Promoters of having a social media influence don't pay for anything in social media. So there's an underlying myth to break and the myth is that social media is a tool to scale the work you're already doing. It's not something like a get rich thing, like it's the magic button. You know, that's the only difference. You're not doing that income. Because uh, interestingly enough, they use social media to tell you to use social media And when you do the research, because you can use things like SimilarWeb and Finder.net, and you'll see that they don't use it themselves. And some of the biggest performers are organic. And it's not because of, you know, they're really good at using these systems. They've realised the power of their peer group and an affiliate group. Now, I'm probably giving you a big lump of gold there, but really uh, what they're what they're doing is they're developing skills that are old-fashioned and and at a first glance the internet is this shiny object and all its apps apps that it's the answer to our dreams our gold lotto thing externally but internally if you look at the machinations of the music industry is in my opinion it's gone back over a hundred years And what the internet has done, it has removed the barriers. And a lot of the shiny stuff is to draw your attention. But some of the oldest skill sets about um, who you know, who controls the cash flow in the industry. It's the same as what it was over 100 years ago. Now, labels don't control it. Um, One of the one of the, that's a tip for you and and you and if you can work out where the labels get their money you'll know what I mean and the reality is uh, knowing uh, because the barriers are down now you're in control but what how you use that uh, benefit or that um, abundance of possibilities opportunities it is probably the difference between success and failure so someone who's an excellent musician has all the ducks in a row in the sense of a traditional music career may not be able to scale because they, they'll hand over control to a manager um, or, or um, whoever they're signed to and, and those people in themselves are limited by their access and who they know so ultimately because it's in your control it means you've got to go through this sort of pain and the difficulty of you know, it's like you've been in some sort of like you know a bank queue or something or a lineup at a um donut stand at the blues fest in Byron you know it's it, it, it you've got to decide whether it's worth the wait but it, you know if you go through it uh you know the uh, yummy donuts at the end and <laughs> Although, unless you've been to the Blue Fest, to know what I mean, the donuts are as big as your head. Uh, and they're yummy. Uh, the reality for you is that you've almost got to have this mental stamina. You know, like back in the day when you'd watch TV, you'd know if you're a TV fit or not. You know, you've got to be this internet fit to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to sacrifice my creativity, the energy I use for my craft, so I can find the needle in the haystack. And there's so many excellent marketers pulling for your attention that if you go if you go in the wrong direction, you know, someone will say, oh, I've got to learn something new. Well, that's the process you go through. But on top of that, if you get pulled into someone's, I suppose they call them funnels now, and I can teach you how to use those too if you're keen. Um, if you get pulled in that direction, honestly, it's like you've gone on an adventure. You can pull up six months later and go, oh my god like I was just looking for a piece of information for my puzzle I end up building an entirely different puzzle so there's this sort of risk of madness because of the shiny objects and it just that's you. that's human nature and I think this is where taking the time to define what you want and I still have to remind myself in the different things I do because I love learning new stuff around music and or searching, you know, why do they keep carrying on about X when it's actually Y? And, but I have to be careful because it's knowing yourself and what, what that really means is what's the external pressures you have? That's your responsibilities. What's your internal? you heard me talk about it. What's your internal? It's this desire to succeed in some form. There's an image that was formed in your mind. You know, for me, it was uh Beatbox. Uh, uh, a a um, rock show in the early '80s. Then it was um, Sweet and Sour, another 20-part mini-series on, uh, written by some of the great Australian musicians, and a 20-part mini-series on how to how a band you know meets, um, becomes famous and then breaks up, sort of thing, and and it's interesting because they brought all these actors and all the people who wrote the music and did all the work in the background were some of the leading musicians and creative minds, and and, uh, which I found quite amazing. It was like they had these, um, you know, it's a little bit like Millie Vanilli, you know, like uh, these fake, these actors and stuff, actually miming and carrying out their story based around the journey of being a musician. And, and, And when you see that, you know, it just creates these images that you're drawn towards that internal journey, and you know, and we had countdown it was every Sunday six o'clock. You'd watch it before or after mass. You know, I was brought up in a Catholic family when I was younger, out in the country, out in the desert, and knowing um, knowing that difference in yourself, you know, the internal and the external pressures, uh, the reality that you've the journey you're going to have to go on, and it's that difficult in regard to just sorting out a path. Through, you know, past all these shiny objects, is that you better well love what you're doing, because uh, you'll go you'll go mad either pursuing it or getting stuck o- on the journey, uh, because you got You need some of that new information as that sort of um, piece of the puzzle in your in your you know to achieve your dream to get over that barrier. But then it'll also help you decide, well, uh, is it, is, how do I adjust my path? Or is it okay still to fail? I gave it a go. Did I, you know, what did I discover? And one of the things I discovered is, especially in music, there's a lot of old ideas just getting resold to young musicians through the medium of uh, you know, social platforms and it still doesn't satisfy as a foundation yeah so if you're you might put it into a publishing cycle to aid your career but it isn't your career like your career uh, needs the three foundations so you're looking at um how you protect that music from day one uh how you uh publicise that music from day one how you Um, what would you say Uh, how um, what's the word I'm looking for how you network that um, music from day one and then those three things then go into uh, the next stage which will be uh, publish promote no beg your pardon publish produce publish products promote improve and then you've got to use your people and your peers to hook that in. And that goes into another nine step and the nine P's of your career. And if you simplify that, you're trying to realize that ultimately creatives are given this sort of reality check that you may never become uh, master something because you can do hundreds of things more than everyone else. And it's almost like you hear people say, oh, well, um, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. I don't know if it's that cruel, but it's one one of the foundations for a musician is to master one external process in their life, which gives them a focus and a basic cash flow. And then that stability allows the musician or the creative to have the courage to maintain their creativity and then over time that consistency and that, uh, watching pennies turn into pounds, it it enables them to have, a almost like a retirement fund or a long term relationship uh, with their industry. So when you're looking at, if you want to do music, it isn't a get rich screen, which like most things aren't, you know, when they're selling you the dream, they're selling you the one percenters and the system will always maintain those few percent who, you know, so-called overnight success, those stories because it in, it in it encourages other people in the food chain to maintain the fight. So you have to define what you want because and and not listen to what other people say, like if that's that important. But you should, as a creative, look for that base income in some way. And I just hope that when you're looking at uh, what you're doing, what systems, the business side of what you're doing, don't be scared of it, but definitely simplify it. And that'll be help because you have to define your fan, you have to define your peer group, so you might as well define your career. And then look at ways of being... Uh, a model that allows you to knock over a big domino each day towards your music career, and then you go out and do what you have to do to, to that, because your big domino is going to satisfy your internal desire around your love of the music industry. Your external desire is going to put food on the table until you you build the foundation and gain that traction. I hope you're having a good day. I'm going to go quickly pop out for a quick beach swim and then go back on get on with the day maybe do some family time at the beach later on today it doesn't look too crash hot maybe go for a bit of a walk a bit of a walk take care no music no life